You are now locked and loaded for Daily Fantasy Glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Today and every day, we are brought to you by DailyRoto.com, Dane Martinez, and Tony Sincata. Tony, how did Week 7 treat you so far? What do you still got going on? You got anything live? No, in season long, I got a couple games coming down. And in fact, I I need 10 points from... uh, um, no, tonight I'm taking on the producers. I got to produce the. I'm taking on the producers in a game tonight. Ooh. I got. Uh, I'm up by a point, and I think it's Legarrette Blunt versus Jamison Crowder. Okay, okay, feeling good. I need uh, Terrell Pryor to continue his disappointing season. I'm up by about 15 or 16 in PPR. Uh, I got to sweat that one out. But honestly, Tony, I mean, offenses have been depressed uh, and depressing across the NFL. You know, there was uh, Bears cornerback Eddie Jackson scored two touchdowns yesterday. That by himself was more, Tony, than 10 teams yesterday. I'll tell you what, it, it was really, really crazy how bad the offenses were yesterday. And I got to tell you, tonight, Fantasy Football Rewind, 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern. If you can't stay up that late, you can go to iTunes. Uh, the name of the show is Matt Ryan, You Suck. <laughs> and I went through everybody that sucked it this week in the uh, National Football League, and I included myself because we did some poor analyzation of that game, I believe. I think when you look at it, the New England Patriots had let up 300 points to every single offense there. But we hadn't looked at the dysfunction the Atlanta offense has had this season. And with the new offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, yep. they are lost. They don't have a clue what they're doing. They were so poorly coached last night that it was absolutely alarming. I completely agree with you, Tony. As you know, we both had Matty Ryan in our DFS lineups. I had some uh, you know, investment in that game from a season-long perspective as well. I lost points with the kicker, Matt Bryant, as my kicker, Tony. <laughs> but I completely agree with you. With Sarkeesian, I think, and to be honest, Chris Collinsworth said it on the broadcast. I think they're getting too cute, you know, trying jet sweeps when they're on the third uh, third and goal on the one yard line. Oh, I like them. I like them actually going for it on fourth down a couple times. Yeah. But but they had no idea what they were doing. And then like trying d- trying to scheme weird movement, getting Matt Ryan out of the pocket. Just throw the back shoulder fade to Julio. Just find your backs out of the backfield. Even Mohamed Sanu looked good. Utilize your weapons and attack instead of going sideline to sideline. Go vertical instead of horizontal. That's what Atlanta needs to do. Do you go? You have two backs back there that are you know top ten running backs in this league, and you're going on a sweep with a wide receiver from the one yard line. It's the only way you can lose yards. It was absolutely insane. It was absolutely crazy. It was a very very poor coach game. Uh, they got Julio Jones the ball in the second half when the game was over. Uh, the whole thing was crazy. And I even they kicking field goals and they're blocking field goals. It was just total dysfunction. Yeah, it absolutely was. Well, listen up. If you had some uh, Fugazis in your lineup for Week 7, we're going to turn the page and show you how to win some money on this Monday-Thursday slate. Come on right back. It's Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're going to win some cash Monday Night Football and Thursday. Come on right back. Let's go. 
friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Come Greg Sussman say it. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. And with all the bad offense going around the NFL, uh, you may have to turn the page in DFS. So what we're going to do is we're going to get you set up for this Monday-Thursday slate. And, Tony, last week we were talking about how, uh, you know, like, Two, I think, of your top five quarterbacks for Week 7 were actually playing in this game tonight. That is Kirk Cousins and Carson Wentz. So when I think about the quarterbacks for now this Monday, Thursday slate, especially when I see what's going on on Thursday with uh, Joe Flacco, one of those horrible offensive teams that I mentioned, and then Matt Moore, while he might be an upgrade from Jay Cutler, I don't know if I want to invest in him. So to me, I got to go in what game has a high total. And that is tonight. I like Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins, but in the poll that you have up there at the Tony Sincata at Spitting Speeds, I actually go with Kirk Cousins because I think this Philadelphia secondary is just that bad, Tone. You know what's crazy is uh, I got $1,300 left over in my salary tonight, so uh, we'll, we'll go through this. I, I think that there's three quarterbacks that will be used. Joe Flacco, I don't see any way that you could go – and grab it. Matt Moore gives you an opportunity if you uh, needed some salary cap relief. Yeah, but I didn't need it. So I, that's what I mean. I had 1300 bucks left over at, at my quarterback. So to me, I'm going with Carson Wentz. With the injury to Josh Norman in the secondary, and I could just get the consistent play there. Uh, Washington spend searching for the wide receivers. I like both guys in this game. I have them ranked back, 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 to, back and forth. I think you can go either way in this contest, but I'm just going with Carson Wentz uh, there. And you can look at it this way, too. Kirk Cousins, in, in making defense for him, is, is that, you know what, Philadelphia has a running back like LeGarrette Blunt that could rush the ball around the goal line. You don't really have that in Washington, so maybe Kirk Cousins throws that extra touchdown pass inside uh, the green zone. Fair enough, and when we get a little bit later on in the show, Tony, we're going to find out your thoughts on who he might throw that touchdown pass to. I think that is the actual question. Let me ask you a little bit about Matt Moore, okay? He came in, I think he threw for about 188 yards against the Jets in duty after Jay Cutler, uh, you know, suffered those cracked ribs. It looks like he's going to miss a little bit of time. But do you buy that there could be a little bit of a spark on the Dolphins due to Matt Moore? I mean, this is a guy who actually brought the Dolphins to the playoffs last year, has experience with this team. And I mean, you know, it's not like it's not like. You know, I, I, I find it very similar to, say, like Case Keenum, right? A quarterback that is an NFL professional, has been there before, maybe in the short term, can get it done. Do you buy into anything that there's a spark with Matt Moore? Because everyone thought Jay Cutler just didn't care. It was actually, you know what, we're not probably not being fair to him. He played four games last year, right? And he completed 63% yeah. of his passes. He had a quarterback rating of 105 which is great compared to all these quarterbacks that we're running out there this season. So, yeah, I think it definitely can be. 
Now, you look at it, his, his yards per game was around 180, so he wasn't called on to do a lot, but he did have eight touchdown passes in four games. I think it's so funny when I look at this week, I think it's good for Jarvis Landry because he put up good numbers for with them last year. I think it's good for Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills, I think, in the last three games is the number six wide receiver in fantasy football. So as long as Devontae Parker does not you know, in the action, then Kenny Stills really can be a plug-and-play. But it does sound to me, I heard that Devontae Parker is going to give it a shot at practice on Tuesday, oh, Tony. Yeah. Wouldn't that change some of your thoughts about a guy like Kenny Stills? Here's what I did. I uh, I put Kenny Stills in my lineup, and I mentioned the thirteen hundred dollars that I have right. uh, in in there. So what I would do is I would I I agree with you. I think that I would have to make the move, and it could come back to haunt me because Devontae Parker is always hurt. And I would go ahead and I would move up that up that grade. I think I would move up to Devontae Parker. I look at Kenny Stills. He's still going to be involved in this offense. I mean, he was involved in the offense when Devontae Parker was playing before. Devontae Parker's only averaging 12 points per game as fantasy-wise. So I think he could still be in play. But I go from loving Kenny Stills to making an automatic play to now become a little worried if Devontae Parker's in there. All right, so keep your eye on the practice reports on Tuesday as it relates to Devontae Parker trying to come back from that ankle injury, I do believe. Hey, Tony, let's look at the running back position a little bit. Some of the running backs you have in the top poll, these are the guys that are more expensive. We have Jay Ajayi at 5,900 on DraftKings. Chris Thompson, who is a PPR stud these days at 57. Buck Allen at 47. And Wendell Smallwood at 4,500. Tony, you mentioned that you have about $1,300 left over, and you mentioned how also in these Monday-Thursday slates that you know sometimes it's hard to actually spend all the money. That being said, we also talk about how there's very, very few workhorses in the NFL these days. Jay Ajayi, when healthy, does get the ball 20 times or more. You've got to start with him in your lineups, right? I'm leaving him out. Really? Why I, is that? Uh, I, I... I look at Jay Ajayi, right? He's a guy that's been dealing with a knee, knee injury all season long, and now we're going to go a short week on him, right? So even though he's getting all this work, he's not been productive. I mean, he has 10 fantasy points, 16, 8, and 6, and now we're asking him to do it on a short week. So I'm going to take a risk, and okay. I'm going to go with Chris Thompson, who, of course, he might only get the ball four to seven times, but he's making things happen. And Buck Allen, Buck Allen, if you look at the work that Buck Allen is getting in the passing game right. and in the PPR format, it adds up uh, for you. In every game, he's getting 15 to 20 touches between rushing and uh, targets. So he had six attempts rushing on week seven. He had 11 targets, right? So we're at 17. He had 10 rushes the week before. He had four targets, so he had 14. 21 rushes the week before that, five targets, 26 and it goes on and on that he's a focal point in this offense. I'm going to take a shot with those two guys. Jay Ajayi is getting the touchdown once this season, and I don't like him on a short week. Fair enough, but let me push back on you, Tony, a little bit. You talk to me all the time about how it's about opportunity. I mean, you know, 23 carries last week. Week before that against Atlanta, 26 carries. Week before that against Tennessee, 25 carries. Granted, he hasn't gotten into the end zone, Tony, but if he's still putting up, you know, he's right around double digits. If he's still doing that without the, the touchdown, then he's getting three or four targets a game. Isn't that opportunity just a little bit too hard to pass up? No, I'm passing up. He hasn't made it through <laughs> practice in three weeks either. I guess this and is now true. We're, and we're asking him now to play on three days rest. Thursdays, he doesn't even use his play. He doesn't practice on Thursdays. That's a game he's going to play now. 
All right, all right, fair enough. We shall see. I mean, listen, where else are they going to go with this backup quarterback? You know, I mean, I I can see them trying to win this on the shoulders of Jay Ajayi, but, you know, that's why we have the poll. And right now, you know, the people sometimes are fickle, right, because the people once again did not win for us, Tony. The people got to dig out of a hole. Is that right? So maybe we should not trust the people, but the people are 40% on Jay Ajayi as well with Chris Thompson second at 36%, 36%, but uh, the people have not been hot lately. Yeah, they haven't been hot, and uh, Brandon Williams should be back yeah, for that Baltimore team, too, which is going to uh, – their, their run defense hasn't been great, but that one guy, he's like Vince Wolfork. He'll come and change the whole situation. Fair enough, and so you're talking about, Tony, I want to ask you one more question about this poll. You're talking about the PPR guys, right, and how in DraftKings scoring and full-point PPR, that can really add up. You mentioned Chris Thompson and Buck Allen. Um couldn't Wendell Smallwood sort of give you that as well? I remember that he was the back that was tabbed to be in passing situations when Darren Sproles went down for the Eagles a few weeks back. Then he had one relatively good game, got banged up with a knee himself, looking to be making his return tonight. Part of the appeal with Smallwood to me is because the Eagles also use him in between the tackles. He even got some goal line carries. What do you expect from Smallwood in his return tonight? I just wish it wasn't his first game back from an injury. I I like I didn't use him, but I like him uh, in this game. And he'd be the one back that I would switch out for Buck Allen and take a shot there because he catches three or four balls. And you're right, tackle a tackle, he gets an opportunity. And it wouldn't even shock me if Garrett Blunt wasn't playing well that he even got a goal line carry. So I, I think Wendell Smallwood has the probably the most upside of the whole group. Fair enough. And, yeah, you mentioned that. I mean, LeGarrette Blunt was a guy who was in the Philadelphia doghouse in the first three or four weeks of the season, if yeah. you remember. And then all of a sudden, Darren Sproles got hurt, and it sort of became like a reprieve, like a second chance for him. I remember LeGarrette Blunt had a big game, I believe, in Los Angeles against the Chargers, had something like 110, 120 yards. And that's really what is kind of kick-started this renaissance. And then he was aided by the Wendell Smallwood injury. So uh, I can can also see that, Tony, Wendell Smallwood coming in and getting a bigger share of the work than people may anticipate coming out of the gate. But we do like that game tonight to have a little bit more points than uh, Thursday oh, yeah. night football for sure. Tony, when we come back, here's what we're going to do. We talked about LeGarrette Blunt. We're going to talk about some other running backs that you may like. Don't necessarily fit the PPR mold, as we were talking about, which does help your scoring on a place like DraftKings. But we're going to talk about guys like Alex Collins and Samaji Pirine, see if you think either one of those guys are going to get into the end zone. And then we turn our attention to the pass catchers, wideouts, and if anybody should be taken besides Zach Ertz tonight at tight end. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, Tony, this one's called Loyal. These ain't loyal. Hey, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fancy Sports Radio Network.
Mason lineup lock live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Tony, I was telling you that that song was uh, Chris Brown, These Girls Ain't Loyal. And that's what I feel like about all my waiver ad pickups. They are not loyal, whether it's Kenny Galladay or Richard Higgins, Ricardo oh. Lewis. They are just not loyal from week to week, which makes me think that you got to find the like three or four good offenses in the NFL and invest heavily well. in them these days. This is a great analogy by you, right? So they ain't loyal. Well, when you're single and you meet women in their 40s and they're single, they're single for a reason, people. I'm just giving you a heads up. (laughs) Eric Bledsoe's out for the Phoenix Suns tonight. Devin Booker should be the guy that uh, prospers there, but he's been dealing with a hip injury. He did not play well last game. That was on Sunday. Uh, So we'll see what happens tonight. I did not use Booker. Malcolm Brogdon of the Milwaukee Bucks is out tonight. Matthew Delladova will get the start. He's only $3,100. Great play there. Hassan Whiteside is out for the Miami Heat uh, tonight. You're looking at that. The Atlanta Hawks, they have Dennis Schroeder, Urson Ilasova, DeAndre Bembry, and Miles Plumlee all out. It's week two of the NBA. All these guys are already out. Here's the thing. The two best players tonight, Giannis Antetokounmpo and James Harden, There are so many players out, you can afford to put both guys in your lineup. And here's how you do it. There's a couple cheap options. You get Malcolm Delaney. He'll be the starting point guard for Atlanta. Get him in. John Collins will start a power forward for Atlanta. Get him in. Delta Dova, minimum salary, start a shooting guard. And Mike James will start a point guard. All the minimum salary. Absolutely. Tony, are we going to get your full-on lineup a little bit later on in the show, at the end of the show? Fantastic. But it definitely could now fit both the Greek Freak and James Harden in because of so many uh, late-breaking news about people that are out. So remember, here on Lineup Lock Live, we're not only getting you ready for football DFS, we're also holding you down with all of the action in the association. Tony, I wanted to ask you, though, you mentioned Eric Bledsoe out. I'm hearing that he's angling for a trade out of yeah. Phoenix. And listen, they also canned Earl Watson after like three games. Well, Tony, what's three going games. on in Phoenix? What's going on in Phoenix, Tony? Well, Earl Watson, the GM, didn't get along. And this is going back to last year. And so eventually he won out. Uh, so Eric why did they do this before the season? Three games. What could have happened in three games to change the fortunes of like what they think about the head coach? I'll tell you what, there was some real weird player patterns there. I don't know if Earl Watson was trying to get uh, Marquise Chris, who's a power forward for them, uh, who's a 21-year-old that looks like he's going to be a a great power forward going forward. He was playing 15 minutes a game. The Eric Bledsoe was there. The team was in disarray, and it looked like Booker was the only one that was even trying to play. So I think they had him make a move. After three games, the owner sat there in the crowd and said, hey, you know what, this gorilla that we uh, employ to uh, make the fans happy, he can only do so much. This is true, but I like what he does sliding down the aisles and with the trampolines. It's good stuff, <laughs> yes. that gorilla. One of the best mascots in NBA history. Hey, Tony, before the break, I mentioned that there were some other running backs that we advocate these PPR running backs, especially in the DraftKings format, right? Because those targets, those catches, they seem to pile up. But then in their next poll, you talked about, you you know, you kind of packaged together the uh, what I'll call the early down backs. LeGarrette Blunt at 4,300, Alex Collins at 4,000, and Samaji Pirine at forty three. We already talked about Blunt as it related to Wendell Smallwood's return. When you look at Alex Collins and Samaji Ryan, which one of these guys do you think has a better chance to, say, get into the end zone and really do more than your standard Mike Gillisley 11 for 43 line? At 7 o'clock, I guess we'll know for sure on uh, uh, Robert Kelly. Kelly. I, uh, yeah, and if he was out, I would go Piron. If he's in, I go Alex Collins. It's so weird what they do in Baltimore. Like one game to the next, the guy gets – 
20 touches, and the next time he gets three. So you never know what they're going to do with Alex Collins uh, there. Buck Allen is definitely the back in the short yardage situations uh, there. I think Alex Collins is a good back. He'll get you four or five yards of carry. He'll get some goal line activity. Uh, but Baltimore doesn't score enough to bank on that yeah. goal line activity. So I would go with Washington, but if they have too many cooks in the kitchen, when they have all three backs, I even think it hurts Chris Thompson. It really makes me go away from these guys. I will say this. This Baltimore offense has been blunt guts trash. If you're over on FanDuel, oh. they can't score. If you're over on FanDuel and need a kicker, find a way to get Justin Tucker in there because no matter how far away they are, he can drill it. Hey, Tony, let's look at these wide receivers real quick. You put you put a poll up, which were just kind of like the two standout guys, I guess the two like true uh, wideout ones, Jarvis Landry at 6,500 and Alshon Jeffrey at 62. I'm starting my lineups all with Jarvis Landry on this slate yeah. and especially let me ask you something we were talking about if uh, Devontae Parker comes back the impact it has on Kenny Stills I don't think there's really any impact on Jarvis Landry because he continues to be a target monster for this team yeah he's the guy there and Matt Moore comes in they don't lose any targets there they just continue to go at him so I am uh, I am starting my teams with Jarvis Landry I was surprised early at how much uh, love Sean Jeffrey was getting yeah, I it's guess still 50-50 yeah, so I guess what happens here is that if you go with Carson Wentz, you feel like you have to go with Alshon Jeffrey, which I don't think is the case. I think Zach Ertz is the guy you got to go with. I mean, you look at that offense, I don't think you have to get Alshon Jeffrey in there if you're using Carson Wentz people. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to use Carson Wentz, and I'm not using Alshon Jeffrey. Fair enough. You could stack with Zach Ertz, who, by the way, is one of these top three tight ends in all of football. Let me ask you, Tony. You know, some of them are in these polls. We're scattered around a bit. I want to get your thumbnail sketch here on the Washington wide receivers, okay? Going into this season, everybody thought that Terrell Pryor had a chance to take that next step. Remember, he had a 1,000-yard season with the Cleveland Browns of all teams last year, signed here in Washington in the offseason. People thought that Jameson Crowder would be a sneaky kind of PPR guy, that he had a little bit of a chemistry with Kirk Cousins already. People were waiting for Josh Dotson, the kid out of TCU, to become healthy. They are now saying that they're going to try and give him an expanded role. Terrell Pryor has been a disappointment. Jameson Crowder is droppable in 12 or 14 team leagues. What do you think? Who seizes the opportunity against what everybody considers a bad Philadelphia secondary you know, who do you think shines tonight? Could it finally be the kid, Josh Dotson, who gets a chance in the red zone? I'll tell you what, it's crazy. Josh Dotson's a guy that looks like he's going to take over to Terrell Pryor. I wasn't in on Terrell Pryor early when, when we were drafting because I thought he was going way too early. Like, people looked at Washington come in there. But when he's in Cleveland, he just ran down the field. I mean, I don't right. even think he ran pass routes in Cleveland. So I knew John Gruden, uh, Jay Gruden's offense, they would have a tough time. Too complicated for the kid who's actually yeah. a quarterback. <laughs> well, in Ohio State, you just, just ran right or ran left. And then you got tattoos. Matter. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Long as, long as you can get that. He didn't worry about figuring out the sales tax. Right, but you're right. Like isn't, isn't Dotson kind of cut in the same mold as TP3 to be the big <laughs> outside guy, whereas Crowder can kind of maintain his role? That's why if I was going to pick one receiver tonight, I would go with Crowder, even though he hasn't done anything this season because none of them have done anything. But I would go with him. He's in the consistent role. We have questions whether it's been health has been his issue this year. If I'm going to rely on one guy tonight in Washington, it's going to be Jamison Crowder. I think you could make the case for Jordan Reed, too. I think those would be the two guys there. I think it's going to be a huge upside 
if you go Josh Doxson or if you go Terrell Pryor. I mean, it could pay off, but I could easily get a zero with either of those guys. Yeah, you absolutely could. And I would throw another name into the mix. I know you might laugh at me at the very beginning. Vernon Davis, I believe. I'm serious. I believe Vernon Davis has consistent opportunity whether Jordan Reed is there or not, Tony. I know. He he gets enough plays, and they find him in the offense. He, He gets out there, and I'll tell you what. Nobody's gonna own them. So it, right. I mean, if you want to be on Earth, but if you want to zig when yeah. they zag, tone, come on. If you're one of these guys that play, you know, five, six, seven lineups, it wouldn't be crazy idea for you to go ahead and throw one of them in with Vernon Davis, especially that when you have two games like that can win you a tournament if he finds a way to get into the end zone. Uh, so I don't think it's a bad move, and I don't think it's crazy. Now, the guy I thought you were gonna say, I thought you were gonna go Ryan Grant on me because somehow no. he got. It's lost in all the equations, right? And every once in a while you're like, oh, who caught that ball? And you're watching the game. Is that my guy? Is that my guy? And then it's Ryan Grant, and you get pissed off. No, no, no. I wouldn't give you Ryan Grant, but I wouldn't be surprised if you get the a little breakout of Josh Dotson, if you get Chris Thompson to continue to be a PPR beast, and then, you know, Jameson Crowder steps up a little bit. I agree with you. Terrell Pryor, it looks like, is declining in his opportunity and very well soon could be on the Kenny Britt path to uh, the doghouse out there in Washington. But, Tony, let me tell you something. When we're talking about DFS lineups, one of the places I really, really love, and we don't talk about it as much, is FantasyFactor.com. You know, you just mentioned that if you have, you know, 5, 10, 20 lineups, right, that you could put some shares of Vernon Davis or a tight end not named Zach Ertz. But here's the thing. Sometimes for the regular guy, the regular guy that just wants to put in one lineup and doesn't want to have to compete with algorithms, Fantasy Factor is the place, okay? It's single entry tournaments. It's smaller fields. It's flatter prize pools. Tony, I think this is a great place for someone just starting out in DFS. And they also are doing every week a $50 free roll, a free entry $50 tournament. What do you think over at FantasyFactor.com? This is my problem with Daily Fantasy is that we get a lot of people that bitch and complain about a lot of things, yet they don't do anything themselves to uh, alleviate the issues. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you can bitch and complain about guys playing in you know, 50, 70 lineups, right? And you uh, don't you, – you, you know what? You have an option. You can go play somewhere else. And a place like Fantasy Factor gives you a great opportunity to do that. But the problem is you all win and win and win a million dollars. Guess what? You're probably not going to win a million dollars. Right. Go over there, win 50 bucks, win 100 bucks, win 200 bucks, and take it like that and build up and learn how to play the game. That's how you go about it. We get in our own heads. We get greedy, and we our reasonable expectations are out the window. It's absolutely true. I always say you can't go broke making a profit. You got to slowly push that ball up the hill. You know, I even I right now even Tony, I'm on say even FanDuel, and I'm not doing those big you know hundred thousand dollar contests. You know, like what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna be in my tournament with about five hundred other people, and then I'm gonna bang out, and I'm gonna win seventy five dollars here, a couple of hundred bucks here, and I'm going to turn a profit on the football season. When we come back, we're going to look at the wide receivers and tight ends of some other teams in this Monday-Thursday slate. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're breaking down this Monday-Thursday slate. But as you know, Tony, these days we are two-sport athletes like Deion Sanders, Brian Jordan, Bo Jackson. But the other sport is basketball. And Tony, you got some more injury updates for tonight's slate. Yeah, a little clarification on Atlanta, the injuries. I said John Collins will start a power forward. He will actually come off the bench. Mike Muscala uh, will actually get the start of power forward. I still prefer John Collins over Muscala because Collins will play backup center and play some power forward. I think they get the same amount of minutes, but if you prefer Muscala over Collins, you could go either way. They're both the minimum salary, but I think they'll get both the same minutes here. But Muscala is starting over John Collins tonight. Hey, Tony, that reminds me, I wanted to ask you, you know, in DFS basketball, how freak, how common is it that you actually might want to start a sixth man or a bench guy that gets, you know, more minutes than, say, a starter? Yeah. You know, I know there's a couple of teams where there's the quote-unquote nominal starter, but then they're out at the first whistle and there's somebody down on the rotation that actually gets more production and more time. How frequent, how common is that? You know what? It's become more and more common. You saw Jordan Crawford for a couple of uh, a couple of years when he was with the Clippers, he was a guy that uh, we, we did that with. Uh, Jermond Green used to be not a starter. He used to be a guy that we would use uh, coming off the bench. And there's guys that get into situations now like Dwayne Wade is a guy right. that's going to be coming off the bench uh, there. So there there are guys that go back and forth. And especially it takes a while for the prices to correct on them. Like when all of a sudden there's a change and the guy's coming off the bench. Um, it, it'll be a guy they'll they'll knock him down salary and it'll take a while to get back up there. So uh, you could cash in on it for a couple of weeks. Fair enough. And we're going to be here every day, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, getting you ready for NBA DFS as action is well underway in the association. We're also going to be consistently telling you about how to win some cash in football. And we're covering this Monday, Thursday slate. We got the poll questions up as usual at the Tony Sinclair. And at spitting speeds as well. Before the break, hey Tony, I told you I wanted to ask you about you know non-Washington wide receivers because I agree with you. I can see Dotson taking a little bit more opportunity away from Terrell Pryor tonight and moving forward. I wanted to ask you though about these Philadelphia wide receivers because Tony, you know, you mentioned Alshon Jeffrey as their wideout one, but you also talked to me before about how one of the things about Car- Carson Wentz's evolution is he's now going wherever the matchup is and maybe you know. There were weeks where you took all of the Eagles except their wideout one. Nelson Aguilar has been hot, making big plays for this team over the last month. And, Tony, isn't he pretty much what Torrey Smith was, like, supposed to be when they signed him to be that kind of big play threat? Tell me a little bit. Why do you think it's Nelson Aguilar that's growing into his own in this role as opposed to Torrey Smith? 
Because Nelson, what's happened here, Nelson Aguilar has been used out of the slot, so he's catching some balls and making some big plays with that, where Torrey Smith has been the guy that's just going deep, and he's running the same pattern all the time. Okay. He's just going down the field, and he's making the big plays. So basically, they've taken Torrey Smith out of the offense. They're using his speed to effectively open others up. Straight nine routes for Torrey Smith. Yeah, and you have to respect that speed. So it's right. just because of the difference because they're being used. I actually uh, looked over my lineup again. I'm actually using uh, our top two wide receivers in the poll. I'm using Landry and Alshon Jeffrey with Nelson Aguilar I see. Uh, in this one. And I'm taking out the Washington wide receivers. I did have Jamison Crowder there. I'm going to hope to God that uh, Devontae Parker is not going to play, and I'm going to use Kenny Stills in there. I like Kenny Stills a little more than Jamison Crowder. But if I knew Devontae Parker was playing, I would probably take a shot with Jamison Crowder. So wait, let me let me get this straight though, Tony. You are playing zero wide receivers against the like thirty first best pass defense in the NFL. Talk yeah. to me a little bit more about your why you're not looking to exploit that matchup. Yeah, I, I look at it because of the uncertainty of of which guy okay. will probably the whack a mole of it all, right? And I'm going to use the guy that's actually been the most consistent, and I'm going to use Chris Thompson uh, out of the backfield there. I got to be honest. If I was going to go, what you could do, and you have the money to do it, is you could go Zach Ertz and Jordan Reed. But Reed's health is always the issue there. Mm-hmm. But I think you could use both of that, and I think you could be successful with that using Jordan Reed as your flex position. That is the elusive Cardano clause, multiple tight ends in your lineup. Let me ask you about this, you know, because we're focusing so much on tonight's game, Battle of the NFC East, the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles. As we look to Thursday, we've talked already about these Dolphin wide receivers. However, we are 44 minutes in and we have not said anything about the Baltimore Ravens pass catchers. I wonder why. I mean, Mike Wallace took another big hit. Is there any reason you could see being uh, that guy who has Jeremy Macklin in the lineup, just in case? I can't see that. Like last week was the perfect game for Macklin, and he didn't play. And I would, I thank God he didn't play because he probably would got thirty yards. And I think that uh, they were very poor against the team uh, receivers in the slot. I don't. I mean, how can you like this offense? Even when oh, they I don't like this offense. Let's be clear, I Tony. I don't like this but offense. How could anyone? Four or five yards down the field, he completes you know sixty percent of forty yard four yard passes. I mean, it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. And the NFL players were polled on the most overrated quarterback. Seventy people returned. Seventy NFL players returned the poll. Eli Manning was the most overrated quarterback by nineteen percent of the vote. Joe Flacco was the second, and they basically said Joe Flacco's living off a Super Bowl win, and the guy stinks. Like the comments were crazy about him. Yeah, I mean, but hey, guess what? Those championships are forever. He will forever be able to thank Ray Lewis's final ride. It sounds like I still he still will not have to. Twenty million a year, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll get a contract, <laughs> and guess what? Even with that money, he'll never have to pay for another drink in the city of Baltimore ever again. I take it though. Listen, Tony, let me ask you this. But this is coming from a Jets fan, right? Would you take like? 15 years of what you knew would be like average to below average play for one championship? Yeah, absolutely. You would, I, right? I of course lived, you would. Yeah, I lived through it. I'll never forget it. When the Patriots, right? They, oh. were the, they, were, they were the worst team in the world, right? Yeah. And they were 14-point underdogs, and we, we beat the Rams in that game, and it was the craziest feeling ever. Like it made up for everything ever there. The Boston Red Sox, we kept hearing 19, 18, Trust me, 19, I have it on a shirt. 18, 
<laughs> right? Right? And we win that game. We win that series. It's like the greatest feeling in the world. But then you become then you become pompous. You become arrogant, and then people like that. And last night, I couldn't believe Bill Belichick took it to the next level. He actually brought fog to the game last night uh, to make sure that Atlanta couldn't see their receivers. Yeah, I mean that reminded me of that Eagles Bears game in the late '80s, that, the oh, Fog yeah. Bowl. As soon as I saw the fog in. rolling in, but uh, Tony, ironically enough, the fog started rolling in right after the fireworks after a Patriots touchdown. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he is next level and Ken could talk to Mother Nature. I'm not sure. Hey, Tony, let's real quick talk about these tight ends. I think Zach Ertz is obviously the answer. And if you want to fit anybody uh, else in, it's definitely a contrarian play. I know. Would Is there anybody outside of Ertz? We talked about Washington. What about a guy like Ben Watson? We talk yeah. about how we talk about how these Baltimore wideouts are so poor. We talk about how the running back room is a committee. What about Ben Watson? Ben Watson at least gets consistent target targets. Only one touchdown on the on the year, but uh is one of the leading pass catchers on this team. I know it is minimum salary, right? Three thousand bucks. So it's not a crazy play. The problem is, if it was a Sunday and we needed the money, it's not a bad play. They're 28th in the league at covering the tight end. So Ben Watson is not a bad play. But when you look at Zach Ertz, you look at Ben Watson, and we don't have a problem salary-wise, it's hard to make that move. You can do it, and it's a good play on paper. It's just hard to make that move. On a Sunday, though, it would be a good play. Fair enough, fair enough. So we continue to talk smack about the Baltimore Ravens offense. So that makes me wonder, Tony. I then am part of the 40% of the people who follow along on our polls at the Tony Sincata and at Spittin' Speeds right here on Lineup Lock Live. I'm part of the 40% of people that are going to play $3,000 on DraftKings and get this Dolphins defense, right, Tony? I mean, you've been telling me about uh, how bad Joe yeah. Flacco is, how bad these Pass catchers are. Michael Campanigro's on on the damn field a little bit too much. So uh, Campanero. So we got to go with the Dolphins' defense, correct? It can't be any of these defenses yeah. tonight. You know what's funny? I had the money right, and I said, you know, the Ravens are the best defense. I should just put it in there. I said, well, why am I going to put the Ravens? And I have two Dolphins. I have no Ravens in my lineup. I got to go. I got to go with the Dolphins. I got to go squish the fish. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like you said, the Ravens are, people think, are a good defense, and they're going to be facing a backup quarterback at home on Thursday night football. Yet, you say it, I say it, and 40% of the people also say it. The play here is the Miami Dolphins defense against this bad Ravens offense at $3,000. But Tony, regardless of their lineup, you know what people need to do? They need to go on over to DailyRoto.com. They need to go on over to RotoExperts.com slash DKMS because they can learn a little bit more about how to help fight blood cancer. They can sign up, be a blood donor, be a bone marrow donor. And then when you go to the bottom of the website, you can even see free entry into a DFS contest. If they win, they go to week 17. They win that. They go to the Super Bowl. And Tony, I just found out apparently Justin Timberlake is going to be there. Does that get you going or do you need another wardrobe malfunction to be happy about this? Well, here's the whole thing, is that I believe the NFL is pulling a stage here. I believe that Janet Jackson will. I agree. I agree. Special guest Janet Jackson, right? You're right. She'll come out, and it'll be a big surprise. I actually went. She's not on tour that night. Oh, it's perfect. She has the night night available there. So, yeah, I think we're going to go, and we're going to see both. Hey, I got a little bonus here for the people tonight. Uh, If you guys are one of these people that wager uh, out there, I went – 
69 and a half. Zach Ertz, over 69 and a half. Uh, Carson Wentz, I went over 22 completions, and I went Jameson Crowder over three and a half catches. Interesting. I like that. What, what was that Carson Wentz yard total? Uh, over 22 completions. 22 completions. You got to like that. Unless they get up big and hand the ball to LeGarrette Blunt all day long. But we shall see. We'll wrap this up, and we'll get Tony Sincata's DFS basketball lineup a little bit after this break as well. You say he's just a friend. He's a friend that gets you cash. I call that a uh, financial manager. Come on right back. It's Lineup Lock Live. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by ClearRoto.com. Vernon Davis has consistent opportunity whether Jordan Reed is there or not. And I'll tell you what, nobody's going to own him. If you're one of these guys that play five, six, seven lineups, it wouldn't be a crazy idea for you to go ahead and throw one of them in with Vernon Davis. When you have two games, that can win you a tournament if he finds a way to get into the end zone. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Tony, I feel like we're cops in the mid-70s right now uh, with this music. We are lineup lock live. I'd sit shotgun with you, Tony, as my partner. We'd be cruising around. (laughs) You know what's crazy? I I always wanted to get more culture in my life, so I tried to go play. And I went to Greece four times. Like it wasn't a plan. Like I wasn't a Greece fanatic, but it was like the oh yeah, let's go to Greece. Yeah, like four times in a row I went to Greece, and then uh, I broke it up. And I saw uh, I saw uh, the school. I don't know school of rock or something. I saw um, there. So I've seen other plays other than Greece, but I was stuck on Greece. Just Greece. I like Olivia Newton John in those leather pants. Sure. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. And Tony, I mean, like, listen, if it's Broadway, if you wanted culture, but you go see the same show over and over again, you are still not gaining more culture. You're just like, you know, uh, doubling down on the same culture. But yes, I guess Olivia Newton John in those pants are not a bad culture to double down on. Tony, our guy Sean McCormick is going with the Washington stack, says he loves cousins, but is also going double tight end with Reed and Ertz following like you, what you were saying and like I said the Cardano clause is going with Josh Dotson as well as the stack thinks that he emerges we shall see and we'll be talking about it a little bit more later on this week but Tony we also got an NBA slate to cover here so why don't you give the people the winning lineup for uh, Monday night yeah. in the association Mike, jo- Mike James will start a point guard, $3,000 tonight. No relation to the super freak, Rick James at 3000 Matthew Deladova, $3,100, gets a shot at shooting guard. And Kumpo, $10,900. Uh, James Collins, 4000 starting at power forward in Atlanta. Not starting, but will come off the bench. Andre Drummond, $7,800 at center. Philadelphia is the worst team in the league at covering centers over the last three years. Uh, they, they write a lot of tweets, but they don't cover centers well. <laughs> Mike Delaney, 3000 bucks. Uh, he's going to start at a point guard tonight for Atlanta. Paul Millsap in his new address in Denver, 7000 And James Harden, 11200 Because of all these salaries, we get Anna Kupo and Harden in the lineups there. And then Monday through Friday, uh, Monday through Thursday lineups here, uh, unlike my guy, Sean McCormick, who's uh, ready to get it done with the Redskins, I actually did the opposite, and I think it's going to go one or the other. Uh, so I don't think Sean made a bad play here. I'm going to go with the uh, Philadelphia side, go with a more consistent offense. A uh, Wentz, 6,700. Charles Thompson, 
5,700. James Buck Allen, 4,800. Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar. Javis Landry, Zach Ertz, Kenny Stills, and the Fish, the Miami Dolphins on the defense. Fair enough, Tony. And one more time, can you replay for people, how would you change this if you find out that Devontae Parker is, in fact, back playing on Thursday night? Let's say we get good practice reports on Wednesday. Yeah, so what I would end up doing, I would end up t- coming out and I would take um, I would take Devontae Parker, put him in for Kenny Stills, and then I would take Buck Allen out and go with uh, Alex Collins, and that would get me where I need to go. All right, fair enough. Thank you so much, the Tony Sincata. I'm spitting speeds. Remember, you could always follow us on Twitter as well. You could also download our episodes as we go throughout the week because we go position by position when we talk football. You could download our episodes on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Tony, we got a big week. We're going to be doing NBA and NFL this week all week long. How are we splitting it up? Yeah, we're gonna be uh, we'll be riding it out there. So stay tuned. We'll figure it out. We'll incorporate more basketball each day. And I hope to God that uh, nobody's asking me to do NHL because I can't pronounce any of the names. Uh, the only guy I know is Vladimir Kachikakov. Yeah, that's no guy that I want part of because I want to keep my <laughs> Vladimir Kakan, which will be my name that I like to keep. I know, I know about Vern. Uh, I know about Lundqvist also, the King Henrik. I like oh, him. Yeah. I like him yeah. as well. You know. But uh, all right, we're gonna talk about week eight after this, where six teams are on a bye, so there's gonna be some interesting opportunities there. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, we are feeling. The production in this game tonight. So let's see what happens in this battle of the NFC East. Eagles and Washington. Dane Martinez, Tony Sincata. It's Lineup Lock Live. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See you, Tony.